as we begin this podcast, what we'll be doing is looking at a very simple question that we have asked ever since we've been a child, and it's the question why. As we continue through this uh, idea of spiritual armor uh, that we see in Scripture of... uh, seeing what Paul is laying out for us. We looked at um, the belt of truth and we looked at the breastplate of righteousness and we talked about understanding truth for what it is. And that is Jesus Christ in John fourteen six, And the idea of the intentions of the heart and right motives uh, with righteousness I believe that this question is kind of placed right here. Uh, This one word can really alter our lives. This word, why? And this question begins when uh, we are a child and we're just seeking information and we begin questioning everything. I know that kind of right around the two to three-year-old mark, both of my boys, uh, that was one of the big things that they experienced was every time that um, their mind saw something, it was, why does it work this way? Why does this happen this way? And everything was why. They were inquisitive, they wanted to know. And that question can, can be important for those reasons. Um, It is a good question for us to ask. Um, But it can turn to the point that it actually causes us some some rather difficult times in our spiritual walk if we allow it to. And what I mean by that is What happens when we ask the question why, but we're not satisfied? And what I mean is kind of a twofold thing. Number one, I know growing up many different times, you hear, or I would hear, you don't ever question God. And I I think that's wrong. Um, I think we as, as humans, that's part of our, if you want to call it DNA, to, to ask questions, to, to learn, to understand. And I don't think it's wrong to question God. I think it's wrong when we question God and then we allow that to fuel anger or fuel some other emotion that causes us then to lose our trust in God. To question is not wrong, but when we become dissatisfied and we want we want so much more that we're willing to not rely on our faith 
not rely on uh, our trust in the Lord. That it pushes us to a point to where we um, maybe seek answers somewhere else. That's when the question why can really become a dangerous one. There's many different things that happen in our lives. There's many different things that um, we experience in our life. And many times we do wonder why. I know people will, uh, you know, I've, I've had the question, why, were, why was I born in the United States and not in a third world country? Why are these people born in a third world country uh, in such difficult situations? Why was I born to a loving family or why was I born to uh, a family where my parents didn't want me? These are all questions that as human beings we, we simply want to know the answer to. And where damage can come is when we can get an answer. Let's say we pray, we ask the Lord, and we end up getting an answer, but we're not satisfied with that answer. It goes back to my boys. There'd be times that my sons would ask me a question and I would give them an answer, but they wouldn't be satisfied with that answer. So they would just continue pushing and continue pushing wanting to know uh, more because they weren't satisfied with that answer. So these three letters, W-H-Y, can really prevent us from growing in our relationship with the Lord. Because when we begin focusing more on the why than we do on the who, we can really um, be stunted in our growth. And how the enemy plays into this and spiritual warfare plays into this is that when these questions pop up in our minds and we want to know the answers, but we're not able to get the answers, we're not satisfied maybe with the answers, this is when the enemy will keep us so focused on this question and on these answers or the lack of answers that we actually miss the point of what Jesus may be trying to teach us and we'll here's some examples for instance we'll ask the questions why cancer why sickness why death why financial troubles Why broken relationships? Why have I had to experience such hurt? Why am I in the circumstances I'm in? And what we do then is we begin to sit down and even hone in a little bit more on this prayer request. Lord, why has my family member been stricken with this sickness? Why are me and my spouse dealing with financial troubles. Why 
why am I walking through these difficult circumstances? And so we begin to ask these questions very intently. And there is an answer. There's a very valid answer to every one of these. The problem is, is we don't like that answer. And so we want to know more. So what is the answer to all of these? Well, it's an answer that goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. And it's another three-letter word, and it's called sin. See, when we look at these difficult things that we have to go through, sin is what brings every one of them on. See, the reason we don't like this answer, sin, is because this answer doesn't comfort us. It doesn't make sense to us. And it doesn't appease our appetite of wanting to know so it'll make us feel better. See, the question why oftentimes leaves us longing because there's, there is an answer, but it's not an answer we like. And so we pursue other answers. And those answers turn into, I guess you could call it hypotheticals that we can run with and the enemy will help us run with. Um, but none of them ever provide the real answer. And the reason that sin is the answer is because each one of these things are they're not really things that you can say that God intended for us. God never intended for us to have sickness and death and broken relationships and hurt. Those are not things that that we see that God initially established in the garden with Adam and Eve. But what we find is these are things that take place after sin entered the world. And so sin separates us from truth. Sin separates us from righteousness. And what happens is when these things start coming into our lives, the hurt, the broken relationships, the um, fear, all of these different things come into our lives, we want to know why. And even more so, we want to know why is it happening to me and not happening to that person over there. And here's the thing. What we do then is that the question why causes us to start thinking more of ourselves than we really should. Here's an example. Lord, why has this sickness come to me and my family? We're obedient. We try to do what we're supposed to do. But those people over there, they just, they live their lives like hellions and they don't care and yet they don't have any problems. And what we're doing is we're taking the question why and we're making it into a works-based walk with the Lord. Lord, if I do all of these good things, then you're going to keep me safe. You're going to keep me from being sick. You're going to keep me from being hurt. In no way, shape, form, or fashion does Scripture teach that if I walk with the Lord, He's going to keep me out of financial troubles. He's going to keep me out of broken relationships. He's going to keep me out of sickness. He's going to keep me out of hurt. That's not at all biblical. And the reason why we know that many of these things happen is because we just look at the lives of the disciples. They walked with the Lord, but look at Paul. Paul ended up in prison 
more than uh, he was out of prison. You start looking at a lot of these disciples, they ended up facing um, martyrdom, painful deaths, uh, simply for following the Lord. What we've done is we've been so duped by this idea of this charismatic gospel of health and wealth and things of that nature that we think that if I do good, then God's not going to let bad things happen to me. And the problem is, God is not making bad things happen to me. It's the world we live in. It's sin. These things are just, a, if you want to say, a trickle-down effect from, from all the way up back to the garden. This has been something that will be here until sin is eradicated when we're with Jesus. Um, see, why is the result of consequences? Something happens to us, and we must know why. Because we think that, well, I'm doing good. Why, why am I hurting so bad? Why, why am I having such a uh, difficult time with relationships? Why, is, why are these things happening to me? And so there's, there's the consequence that takes place, and we want to know, why am I dealing with these consequences? Well, part of the reason is because the consequences come from sin. Now, What we have to do is we have to understand something very important. And it's very hard for many of us to understand. The Bible says there is none good, no, not one. Too often we think because we're saved, we're good now. We think that because we got saved that, you know, it's going to solve everything, that all of my problems are going to go away, things of that. Now, listen, I'm still not a good person. I still struggle with sin every single day. I still make bad decisions. I still say hurtful things to people. I still make bad decisions. So what I have to understand is that I'm going to have to deal with consequences of making bad decisions, of hurting people or saying hurtful things. Um, these are consequences we have to deal with. This is one of the things that especially right now in our culture, our culture does not want to deal with consequences. They don't believe in consequences. Um, so when we don't believe in consequences, the question why is, is even more damaging in our walk. But here's a question that I think is really important. What if God's purpose is not for us to know or understand the why? but to desire Him more than the answer. See, oftentimes we want to know why this happened. But many times God is wanting us to know and desire Him more than we actually do the answer. I know even in my own personal life, that's some of the things that, that I've been dealing with um, from certain events that's happened in my life. And I just sit down and, you know, I'm just crying out to God. It's like, why God? Why did you allow this to happen to me? And what I found through the journey is it's not that why God did you allow this to happen to me, but what I'm finding is that I've deepened in my walk with Him more. And it's caused me to forget the why. Because I start looking at it and, and I would rather be where I'm at with Him in my relationship now 
than to, uh, to, to get an answer to the why. And so oftentimes, even if we got the answer, we wouldn't be satisfied with it. Even if we were to get an answer every single time, you know, God, why did you let that difficult situation happen in my life? To us, even if God gave the answer to us, it wouldn't make sense. Because we don't see things in light of eternity. We don't see things really past what's in front of us. And so we couldn't fully grasp or understand the answer if God even gave it to us. But what we do find is that when we desire God more than we desire an answer, we find that the answer really isn't that important compared to knowing Him. So here's here's six emotions that come from us dwelling in the why. And I think they're important because they build off each other. The first one is fear. We have fear from the why because it's unknown. Which leads then to the next emotion, which is anxiety. Fear and anxiety come when we don't know what's going on, when we're unsure and we're unaware. Then that leads to the next emotion, which is doubt. So when we have fear and we have anxiety about what our situations are, we begin to doubt God's Word. We begin to doubt that God loves us. See, these are this is why the word why is so damaging to us in spiritual warfare. Satan uses it so masterfully, especially on our emotions. So now Satan has got us fear and fear, anxiety and doubt. It leads to the fourth emotion, which is anger. We begin to get angry. Now, many of us may not admit it out loud, but we get angry at God. We get angry because why did God let this happen to me? Why did God put me in this situation? We get angry at the people around us. We get angry at the people that don't seem like they're struggling, and we are. Which then leads to hurt. And this is a hurt towards others, but also a hurt towards God. We have difficult time with passages of Scripture that talk about what a wonderful, loving Father He is. Because if He was such a wonderful, loving Father, why would He let me go through this? And there's a deep level of hurt there that Satan uses, and then it leads to the last one, which is very difficult, and it's bitterness. Now, of all these six emotions, none of them are emotions that come from walking with Jesus. None of these are. All of these emotions that Satan uses make us question if God really loves us, if God really cares, if God is really for me, if I really matter to God. And so these are why, these emotions are why it's so scary to fall into just seeking out the question why and the answers to the question why because we can go down a path that can cause us a lot of heartache. And to understand many times, we couldn't understand the answer to the question why, even if the Lord gave it to us. So if we believe that God is in control, we don't really need to know the why. We simply need to trust in His truth. That's hard to do especially when we're such an inquisitive being and we want to know. 
But many times it's just a matter of knowing Him more in the midst of the situation than it is knowing the answer to the why. And that's what it means to stand sometimes. We're not uh, trying to uh, fight. We're not trying to do anything. We're trying to just be still and know that He's God. And so I pray this has encouraged you today. I pray that it's um, caused you to think a little deeper. I pray that it's causing us to uh, seek out the Lord a little bit more. And most of all, I pray that if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, that today you would understand that all of us, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and that it would be a time where you understand you're a sinner and you repent of your sins, and you ask Jesus to be Lord of your life, and you realize that you can't live a Christian life, um, but the Lord can live one through you, um, and that you don't believe the lies of the enemy, that you're, you're above being forgiven. There's not a sin you could commit that the Lord wouldn't forgive you for. He loves you more than you'll ever know. You know that by looking at Calvary. And so I encourage you, if you want to know more about salvation, I encourage you to talk to a, a pastor you trust or a Christian friend you trust or family member, or you can even contact me. And I'd love to sit down and talk with you more about the plan of salvation. Uh, so what we'll do is in our next podcast, we will continue looking at the armor. Uh, and we will finish up that and go on into the book of Genesis as we begin to continue looking at uh, spiritual warfare and what our enemy does in spiritual warfare. May you have a blessed day. Uh, go deeper in the word and go share the gospel with someone today. Thank you.